Oh, no, it's raining. <laughs> hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. 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 Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of Out of the Drying Pan. This week we're going to be talking about Mewtwo Returns, a made-for-TV Pokemon movie. As always, just a quick reminder, this is an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Oh my god, I'm praying that this works. Please, somebody somewhere, whoever's listening out there in the universe, please god let this work. Arceus, you're thinking of Arceus. Arceus, yes, Arceus, no, Darkrai. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, disclaimer, uh, if the audio doesn't sound great, it's all Austin and Alex's fault. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. To explain your setups, we've got like someone not in their normal... Both of you are not doing your normal uh, shindigs here. I haven't been introduced yet. Who am I? Uh, oh, hey, you? Austin. Austin, what's up? <laughs> hey. So I moved into my new home and it has not been completely unpacked yet. And I'm currently on the floor with my laptop and on a box. And I have intense um, leg cramps from the position I'm sitting in. But, hello, if I sound echoey, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to deal with it today. Leave five stars. Yeah. I'm Make working sure on stand it. Up, like, stand up every ten minutes, too. That way you don't get a blood clot. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, Alex is using like another computer today because her laptop died. So we'll uh, we'll see how that works. Yeah, this is the most frankenstein together situation. I am not in my house. And... I'm using a desktop computer, my laptop sitting over there, so I have notes, hopefully, please, for the love of God, I hope that it doesn't die, and I don't know what's happening with this mic situation, but hopefully it works, so, so sorry in advance. Are you using your boyfriend's computer? Yes, I am. Okay, making sure. So now the whole world knows that, yes. <laughs> She's off the market, ladies. Oh, gentlemen, yeah. I guess. Ladies. <laughs> Everyone. And, and non-binary yeah. friends. No Alex for you. Sorry. I am... Sadly, spoken for. I just outed Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of outing. No judgment. Speaking of out, uh, Austin, you got a shout out to give to before. uh, Yeah. I'm going to transition real quick from that. Austin, go ahead. We got some (laughs) listener feedback segment, which still needs a name. Have we decided on a name yet? Listener feedback segment. Shit, where's my phone? One second, guys. This is going so well. Where the fuck is my... My phone's on the other side of the room, and I can't log on to Twitter. You mean you can't stretch your arm out like Mr. Fantastic and grab that shit? Or is it Elastigirl? Uh, Plastic Man does that, too. Who's Plastic Man? It's the... That's like the original Mr. Fantastic. Austin, Austin. knows about... Austin knows about him. Austin, what do we know about Plastic Man? Um, He's DC, and he wears oh. kind of a revealing outfit. Ooh. That's all I know. Wow, Jacob, you weren't pulling my leg for once. Yeah, Plastic Man's really a um, a thing. I just remember because when everybody did Hero Clicks, everybody wanted Plastic Man because in his special edition, he was a mailbox. Jacob, 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 do you have yeah. Hero Clicks figures? I don't anymore. I Damn. used to when I was little. Beyblade, let him rip. I tried getting into Hero Clicks a couple years ago, and no one else was doing it anymore. And I was like, God damn it. Wait, <laughs> a couple years ago? I got a whole bunch on clearance. <laughs> oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh one, too. Is it really? Is that like the Mario, or not the Mario, like the Nintendo thing and the little figures or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that like died like 10 years ago. Oh, not like right. the Amiibo. It was like little spinning 
figurines and like well they don't spin but like Beyblades. no they were expensive they were very yeah. expensive that's why i didn't wait until no one bought them anymore and i got them on clearance all right for any listeners out there who secretly want a hero clicks buddy to play with austin is available i want to learn let's learn i got a whole bunch sitting in an unpacked box over there no stop you still have to learn the power rangers board game i gotta so learn that too <laughs> one thing at a time all right so on twitter slash x i guess ugh don't even say that. Don't acknowledge it. Okay, on Twitter, slash nothing else but Twitter, I posted a <laughs> poll. Is this Shuckle purple or blue? Wait, this was like We already ago. did that. We already did that poll. No, we've not had the results yet. Oh, I'm sorry. On the podcast. Please continue. And oh, shit. Okay. Three people voted purple and one person <gasps> voted blue. Yes. Oh, you... Wait, what did we say? <laughs> I can't even remember Wait my a minute, what did we say? No, did we say purple? <laughs> <laughs> no no jacob we were team blue we were team blue i'm pretty sure i can't remember right? what we were right austin jacob go look at the picture and see no you guys are traitors i can't believe this we were what were we, we were team blue jacob see oh, now we're okay. not making a good case for ourselves no, no no we were blue we were blue that's right well guess what the general public disagrees with you because 30 our three people voted purple. One person versus voted blue. Well, they oh, can't no. see because look at that. That thing is blue. That's as hell. not from look the episode. That. That's someone's fan art. No, that's it right there. I would encourage our listeners to go and get your annual vision check and make sure your eyes are still working right. Because <laughs> is Lisa Simpson's dress red or orange? Okay, that was red. Oh my gosh! You know what? I just for our first official merchandise out of the drawing pan, we're gonna have team purple and team blue shirt. Ah, I love that. <laughs> Oh, perfect, Jacob. Can we do that? Let's get some yeah. some stuff printed up. That's a good one, Jacob. Team purple here. No, what are we? Team blue. That's right. Uh, you know, team you're blue. team purple okay. because that's correct. The one person that voted blue is my favorite person ever. So thank you, person, well, Tristan, for voting blue. Tristan, friend of the pod, told me he was team purple. I don't know if he voted <gasps> in the poll or not, but there's another one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add him to team purple. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this, Tristan. How oh. long ago did we do that episode? Was it? <laughs> months. Four, months ago. Months ago. Months ago. Be- and we haven't been able to record in weeks. So we also have not seen YouTube returns in three weeks, or at least I haven't. This is going to be so fun, what we remember and like fill in the gaps oh, on. Oh, Lord. Each of us is going to do a 30-second summary challenge. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, what else has happened in the interim? We've gotten some messages from people. Uh, we got one from Brett, who is um, doing a rewatch of the anime, and he's also following along with our pod. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Brett. He sent me this message over a month ago. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. <laughs> we're, we're nothing if not punctual. He's saying he's enjoying the figuring out the logistics of the podcasting phase of the podcast. <laughs> so we're still in that phase currently. Yeah. That's, our growing pains phase. We're still growing pains. That's going to be continuous. Yeah. We also had from our patron Carl a recommendation for a fanfic, but not one to read on the podcast. Just one he wanted to let us be aware of. It's from an author on fanfiction.net, Fanatic LA Guy 06. And this fanfic writer has written a fanfic that goes all the way from Kanto through Hoenn and rewrites wow. it. Okay. He thinks we might like it because it actually addresses some of the problems from the anime, such as it has an actual plot. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's Such great. as it has an actual plot? Holy yeah, Carl's shit. a funny guy. Uh, Carl's funny. He says Ash's character development, Brock is not a gimmick, Misty is not part of the scenery, Jesse and James wow. have their own arc. 
and even manages to make Richie likable. I love that for Misty, that she's not some, like, generic tree number three in the background. <laughs> so, yep, that's his recommendation. Thank you, Thank Carl. Thank you, Carl. Look up Fanatic LA Guy 06. That is Carl's recommendation. That'll be our homework. Didn't he say it was, like, over a million words, too, or something? Oh, boy, that's, like, a oh, Russian gosh. novel. Yeah, I think Carlos said something to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, this person really went all out. Yeah, I mean, we can give that a little bit of a, a look over, and um, also want to say thank you, Carl, for supporting our podcast. We really appreciate you, and we hope you enjoy it. This is definitely a labor of love, if that isn't obvious already. <laughs> I think I'm noticing like a trend with people listening to our podcast, is they watch the episodes, but they love the plot hole context that... We just like make up, you know, like that's, that's like what everybody comments on. Yeah. That people just love the filling in the holes part of the. The absurdity. So thank you all listeners and fans. Keep writing us because um, I like this. Yes. Part. This is fun. I love getting feedback and um, telling us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We can stop doing that. Yeah. Everyone's so, everyone's so nice. Be meaner. Be, <laughs> be dicks to us. <laughs> <laughs> we need Tell some. what Austin's into. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate all of you guys, whether you write in or not. You know, we definitely appreciate you spending time with us every week or disclaimer when we can get the episodes out. But yeah, because <laughs> yep, you learn Thanks, guys, you learn what we think about the episode. You learn about our sexual orientations. It's uh, you learn a lot on this it's podcast, very intimate so. experience, really. That reminds me, um, I don't generally read the compliments we get. But Carl did say, thank you for your wonderful series, new insight into the characters, Aww. funny bickering, impossible segues, and penis jokes, etc. We live to please. Yep. We love yep. to please with those penis jokes. <laughs> I'm glad you like the segues. <laughs> the penis jokes, yeah. This picture of a shuckle looks like a penis joke. I mean, that whole episode was basically a penis joke, so... If your penis looks like a shuckle, please comment. Or seek medical attention. Is it blue or purple? <laughs> It's blue or purple. <laughs> Hopefully it's neither. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> team blue oh. or team purple. All right. Uh, speaking of penises, uh, let's get into the week. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Well, I guess it's been like a month. It's been like three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. I went on a work conference, so that's also been a big thing. Well, Are those I guess... fun? Do you have fun at those? Or is I do it not. just like... <sighs> well, you're working. It's work. Well, I hear people go on them. And I've never had fun. Like I've always, people are like posting pictures online, you know. And I'm like, maybe, maybe some people have fun at them. I hope they do. Okay. See, my thing is like, so this particular conference was a conference that my company hosted. So I think the expectation was different for us as employees of that company. The other people, you know, attendees, I think they have more liberty and like more freedom. So when, because we went to a coastal town and you know everybody was saying how they were going to do this that and the other and I'm like sitting there thinking the whole time I'm like how does anybody have time to go off and do these fun activities around this town because basically from 7 30 to 4 I was at the conference like attending it you know we have different sessions and things but it takes up the entire day and we break for lunch but they serve it there so it's not like we can leave so we were pretty chained to the event basically there was no time to really do anything at all but the weather was good so i can say that that was probably a plus but otherwise i didn't have time to really do anything other than like austin said it's work we were there i usually only go to conferences that are put on by my employer so it's like you know you're working it's a work day 
And at the end of the workday, I don't want to go hang out because I'm tired. I want to go sleep, to be honest. Exactly. We we don't have any time at the end. It's like some people are like, hey, let's grab something to eat. But basically the entire town, the other thing too, which I thought was kind of weird for being like a quote unquote touristy type of town, everything closed down at like eight o'clock. Oh, wow. That's that's lame. I know. (laughs) It's nothing to do. So I was like, all right, I'm going back to the hotel room catch you later that, that was me in vegas there's nothing to do i'm going home to the hotel room there's nothing to <laughs> do in, in vegas yeah. that explains everything you need to know about austin it right really there. does i'm like fuck <laughs> yeah. this i don't want to spend money <laughs> surrounded by all kinds of carnal pleasures yeah. and all kinds of stuff and he's like mm, i'm done the city that never sleeps unless austin's there <laughs> everything shuts down when i come to town right. yeah, the curfew goes into effect when austin steps in the airport yeah what about you jacob what's been going on um, well, I wonder what I've been up to. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, wonder. you should be. I've not been able to play <laughs> oh, it very much. That came out? That came out weeks ago. Oh, yeah. shit. Along with you, Where it came been? out. Yes. Oh, okay, apparently. <laughs> huh. I have not been able to play it because I've been so busy putting stuff, like unpacking and moving and all sorts of craziness. But what I did play, it was really good. Okay. Wait, do you own the game, Austin? Did you buy it? Yeah, I played like three or four hours worth. Oh, you both bought it. What? Oh, okay. Yes. What do you want to know? Impressions. I'm an open book. I can explain everything. Or do you want me just to... I have a question. I got an answer. What is the gimmick? Because like Odyssey was like the hat or whatever. But this is like a platformer. This is different, right? This is not like an RPG. Yes, they've, they've changed some things. Austin, back me up on this if you have anything you want to throw in. But a lot of it is... They brought the fun back to Mario. Yeah, a lot of it is fun. Yes, they really did. They really did. It's like it's kind of like an open map a little bit. You have like a quota of what they call royal seeds that you have to meet to get to boss levels. But you can pick and choose what levels you want to do to get there. Oh, so it's not a set order. It's linear, but it's not like overly linear like the other ones where you had to stay on the dotted path. You can like go and explore a little bit. This is giving me Scarlet and Violet vibes, and I am so no. sorry. And no, I, it, I know I'll make suck. an enemy. No, it doesn't okay. suck. This doesn't suck. It's actually. I was going to say because that was ass. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, it's still it linear. You're going from world to world like that. Okay. Yeah, but you can choose. You can choose the order you want to do the worlds in, which is cool. Does it scale to you? Is there some? Does things change based on no. the order that you go? It's just Mario. Or? No. no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's too ambitious. Okay. There's a lot of power-ups that are really cool that add like another layer to the game. And you can kind of choose how you want to tackle the obstacles. There's musical sequences. Yeah, there's no time limit. No time limit in the levels. Oh, that's less pressure. What else was I going to say? Multiplayer camera is not great. Never Hmm. is. Yeah, it's hard. I know it's hard to do that with a platformer. It's a little difficult. Like me and my wife play it together. That uh, the levels are like puzzly, if that makes sense. It's not like super gun ho, run and jump, run and jump, run and jump, avoid enemies. Enemies. I live in an anemone. Avoid the enemies. Some levels are kind of hard. You got to figure out the puzzle. Like these are for kids, but I'm struggling. There was definitely a Mario Maker influence when they were designing these levels. That's a good point. That's a real good point. I think it's the best platformer I've played in a while. For sure. Okay. So. Can I borrow it off of one of y'all when sure. you're <laughs> <laughs> What world are you on, Austin? How many royal seeds? I finished world two. Okay, I have a question for you, Jacob. A spoiler question. For whatever there is a spoiler in Mario. Is Bowser Jr. the boss of every single world? 
So far, yes. They do, they didn't bring in. I wish they would have brought in the other PD people. PD piranha plant. I love PD. Not the piranha plant. PD's the uh, oh blue guy, right? No, who's the blue guy? There's another PD. There's a bunch of PDs. Who's the blue guy? The shuckle. <laughs> oh so you admit that it chuckles no, blue okay. I'm in go, Austin. Right. <laughs> i knew i shouldn't have said that you walked right into it no but uh bj is like the boss of each level or sub world i guess okay i could use a little more variety sorry bowser jr yeah and they're super so far they've been like very anticlimactic finishers for the levels so. so it's so disappointing when bj is not a good finisher yeah i know hey that was for you carl <laughs> Yeah, but that's uh, super fun. That's basically what I've been doing as far as like probably what people are interested in in this podcast. I know it came out three weeks ago. But the game's fun, so you're going you're gonna to hear about it again. And God knows when this podcast is going to come out after we recorded it. That's true, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it too, Austin. Alex, I would get it because it's definitely okay. better than um, whatever other games you play. It's better than Starfield for sure. I actually have not played Starfield. I have not purchased a new console or anything. Kind of thinking, waiting for like Black Friday to see, which there are not going to be any deals. I know that. But in my mind, I'm like, I like to tell myself that I'll get some kind of a deal. But ultimately, and I know this is why my new policy is like, okay, I'm going to wait to buy games because from what I've heard of people like saying, you know, what they've said about Starfield, it's kind of lackluster in some parts. So I'm kind of like, hmm. Honestly, I'm fine with waiting until it's cheaper. Yeah. So I'm glad I did. I'm glad I didn't impulse buy. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. You know, I'm not saying that it won't be or whatever, but based on some things I've heard, it's not what everybody was building it up in their heads to be, which it never is. You all fell for it. The only game that we blindly buy here on Out of the Drying Pan is fucking Pokemon. <laughs> well, y- y'all do. Yeah. Well, me and Austin do. Jacob, you don't because you're smart. I would buy Spider-Man 2, but I need a PS5 first and I don't have any money sitting around at the moment. Well, you just did a big life thing. That's true. So. Just go play Spider-Man yourself. You know, like go put on a costume and run around. Swing around. Yeah, good plan. Mm-hmm. Also, Austin, just a quick little thing. I'm sure you know this, but they have their at least they're releasing the PS5 quote unquote slim version. It's not any different. Yeah, but you know what? Space conservation it's important everything i've read is this thing this thing is the exact same size like you lose about a centimeter oh really no it's smaller i've seen a video on it it's much smaller i know the og ps5 was like enormous ugly and that too yeah sometimes bigger is not better no that was for you carl we're on a roll today (laughs) it's how you use it right if you want un if you want like extreme influence over our jokes just send a message on just Twitter. give us money actually on patreon and then we'll do whatever you want <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah we are yep. within reason austin austin what have you been doing this week i already told you i moved oh that's it the we whole... already went through austin's <laughs> week oh, we, we are so out oh. of practice you guys well i thought that he didn't explain it he admit, mentioned it i thought maybe he'd done something more exciting than moving I still got boxes everywhere that need to be unpacked. It's a nightmare. Oh, it's going to be that way for years. No, it's not. Don't say that to me. For years. Oh, yep. I guarantee. I'm going to get it done today. Mm, I still got a box that this horrendous smell is coming out of that I haven't touched. So I'm just going to horrendous smell. Jacob, get rid of the dead body that you're hiding. It's not that. I don't know what it is. I found my first giant cockroach here last night. Excuse Ooh. me. It was like this big. Stop. It was that. like three inches long. It was horrible. Did it fly? No, it did not fly, thankfully. That's um, communal living, I suppose. The saga continues. <laughs> you just left because of roaches, and not the first thing you see when you get <laughs> yeah, into roaches. Yeah, pretty much. 
So you're just paying more money to have more roaches. <laughs> yeah. More money, more roaches. You own the roaches now. That's the difference. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Those are your roaches, Austin. <laughs> yeah, anything that's inside your four walls, that's Yep, it goes from saying my apartment has roaches to my home has roaches. Oh god. There you go, Austin. <laughs> and I gotta pay the exterminator this time. Oh how fun. Well sometimes having a lot of bugs around can be a good thing. Um in what context? When Team Rocket is taking over a valley of clones. Oh that's right. Oh hey, good for you. Yep, there you go. That was for you, Carl. Can I say it this time? That's for you, Carl. What? <laughs> This is a made-for-TV movie. You can only guess why. Wait a second, Jacob. You didn't think highly of this? It's a made-for-TV movie. Um, I have very complex (laughs) feelings toward this. This is a very... I do, too. It's a very deep movie. I don't really hate it. Actually, I like the questions. I didn't like the movie, if that makes sense. I didn't like the presentation. Yeah, maybe that's it. Can I just say really quick, I really don't have any memory of this. Really? At all. No, I don't. I I feel like I must have watched it at least once just because. I mean, surely you and I have watched it. I would have made you watch this. But I really don't recall it at all. I never heard of this. You never heard of this? No, I never heard of it. No. Well, I had this on VHS back in the day. And of course. <laughs> and this was pretty much the last Pokemon thing I purchase or i was a child i didn't purchase it myself the last pokemon media i consumed for a number of years hmm. but we'll we'll get to that at a later time so let's dive into this then so the official title pokemon the movie mewtwo returns is that it there's no the movie because it's not a movie oh there's no movie yeah just okay pokemon so special mewtwo returns yeah special up special it's a special feature length presentation and it's uh it's an hour and a half right or just an hour yeah it was it was about an hour so how do we want to go about this? Do we want to just talk about it as we go and do like a summary real quick and get into it? How do we do the movies? We usually split the movies into different segments, but this isn't long enough to justify that. Yeah, major plot point developments usually happen. They don't in this movie, but they usually do. How about, okay, here's my suggestion. Someone does a 30 second summary and then someone does about half of the leading discussion and then someone else takes over the second half. And you can tag out whenever you feel like it, if you're the first person. (laughs) That's going to be right away. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, how about this? Yes. Alex doesn't remember it. Do you remember anything about this movie, Alex? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. I was making sure. I have the notes right next to Okay, good, good. I was just making sure because I didn't know if you said earlier, you said you don't remember watching it. I didn't remember if you remember. I mean, it's been a bit, but I'll do my very best. Since we haven't seen this in so long, I think we're going to take kind of a higher level approach than we usually do. Yeah. Not to right. mention if we went into every detail, it'd be like it would be like four hours of recording. Oh yeah. This is gonna be like a very broad coverage here. Uh painting with a broad brush, that's what they call that. Uh Austin, you got the thirty second summary. I'll take the first half. I'll put that in air quotes. And Alex, you're gonna bring up the rear. All right. I'll back that ass up. That's got right. It. Yep. Austin, are you ready yes. for your thirty second summary challenge? In three, two, one. Go. Mewtwo is keeping his clone friends kind of hidden from society in a giant mountain range in the Johto region. 
but it's not that hidden because Team Rocket finds it on GPS and Giovanni comes to town bringing Domino, his mall, with him. And so the twerps are also there, of course, and there's like a big battle happening between clones and Mewtwo is a um, Christ figure really explicitly. And eventually Mewtwo erases Giovanni and Team Rocket's memories, but not Ash. And then the movie's Time. That was very high level. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) That was very, very high level. Let's dive in here. I will say this. This movie is like, it doesn't ignore all the events that have happened in the anime, but we're going directly from like the end of the first movie to exactly what happened with Mewtwo this movie so we're gonna get like this is a complete Mewtwo experience here is that so far correct which is kind of funny because I feel like it's been an eternity since we saw the first movie oh yeah yeah it's far apart from that you know it's almost like too too far uh but anyway let's jump in here so like the movie begins with like Mewtwo is still like it's been years probably since the first movie He's still on this, like, train of thought, like... Years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been years. And it, and the Pokemon timeline that's happened here. Oh, okay. It, they don't age, but it's been years. <laughs> it's been years. Well, he does okay, mention that, that time has passed. That is true. He's having, like, an identity crisis. As always. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, Mewtwo's thing. Okay, I have a question for you guys. So, the, the fact that they're clones, right? Like, I know in the first movie, we had the whole, like, oh my god, we're clones, like... You know, this is so terrible. The world treats us so badly. How are we ever going to live? And he's still doing that same thing in this. But literally the only people, well, I say people, the only individuals that would know that they're clones are them. And Team Rocket. But but they all forgot. Like, they all had their mind erased. But no, like, Not yet. He's talking about living. <laughs> well, not yet. But, like, when I'm talking about, like, living in the context of, like, society as a whole, like, literally nobody would know that they're different Pokemon. Like, they look the same. They just have a couple mm-hmm. different markings or something. Like, what is the big I think that's the, the situation is Mewtwo is wrong. He's a he's a broody brood, and he's like, no one understands me and my Linkin Park posters. <laughs> you know, I, society has rejected me, and it's also rejected my little clone creations, and the clone creations are like... Well, actually, the clone creations kind of have a disagreement, because some of them are like, yeah, Mewtwo, we agree with yeah. you, and then some of them are like... We're clones, we're not real. Yeah, and some of them are like, let's get out of here. <laughs> Are they so I guess he's really having like like an like a trauma response. Like he's really in a depression or he's something. He's just a martyr, okay? That's all yeah. this is. He's just a You're martyr. Right. But he doesn't look like his clone at all. Like the other ones actually are clones, but he doesn't look anything like Mew. Well he's got some Doctor Fuji in there or something, right? Yeah, he's got some um yeah. He's got some other <laughs> shit going on. But. Yeah, some of his seeds in there, if you know what I mean. Whoa. Be careful near the petri dishes. He really needs a licensed therapist to help talk through some of his Oh, issues. that therapist is going to get murdered. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is the problem here, is he too smart? He's kind of smart and not smart at the same time, which is true yeah. of smart people in real life. But <laughs> He's flawed. Okay. Yeah, well, that just sums up the whole movie right there. We're in an identity crisis, and we're going to be in it for some time here. But, uh, you know, there are some exciting parts, especially our twerps are in it. That's pretty cool. We're going to... um. Uh, Purity Canyon, which is where actually I went to Abstinence Camp at, so I'm familiar with this place. Um, (laughs) So, Purity Canyon, the giant massive area between Route 37 and Ecruteague City. I'm telling you, we've left the map. We're no longer on the routes. We're like way out there. They've 
glitched mm. out of bounds. And that's that's why that's where you find this area. I added plot to my head that Mewtwo was like making this place invisible with his powers. No, he's not. Like I thought that's what it was in the beginning. Cause he's like, I found this place. It's uh, out of sight from man. And then you get a sweeping view of the Hoenn region here, and it's completely flat, except for this giant... Hoenn region? Where are we at? Johto. Kanto? Oh, Johto? Kanto? Johto? Where are we at? One of these places. It's completely flat, except for this giant... It's not even a canyon. It's up in the air. They keep on calling it a canyon, but there's no canyon involved. It's a mountain. I don't know. It's kind of like a... What would you call that geographically? It's sort of like a plateau, but there's like a big lake at the top of it. A ford? Is that geographically, like, possible? Does, is any, like, geologists or whatever, like, want to weigh in and be like, okay, you could have a big mountain with a lake at the top? Like, flat? I'm not sure. Yeah, Mewtwo didn't create this water. This is, like, natural. I'm gonna Google it. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna see if this is real. Like a plateau with a, like, lake plateau in it. Plateau with a big lake. Yeah. With with freak typhoons. Like I said, this is a hidden area that Mewtwo's chosen, but everybody goes and tours it. The fact there's a bus that the Twerps are trying to get on to go see it. So there's nothing hidden about this place. People travel for miles to come see this. It's like a really big hot spot. You know, it's like Cancun, but, you know, on wheels. We're trying to make it, and then we can't, because Austin said there's like a typhoon that comes in. Mm. And what do, you, what do you do when it rains in your Brock? You, uh, you, uh... And you're holding your frying pan in your hand. Oh, my God. What do you do? Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. The iconic line. Finally. Our namesake. I didn't even realize that this is where it came from, you guys. We need to honor this moment somehow. I don't know how, though. Can we have, like, a like a moment of, like, silence to, like, just appreciate this? I got an I idea. I got an idea. Don't play the intro theme song until this moment. <laughs> put it, I'll skip over the Brock part and put it at this moment. <laughs> yeah, just like put an empty space there and then put it right here. Got it. Do like the dial-up, do the dial-up tone where we normally would have that and then replace it and put the drying pan line right, All right here. All right, I'll figure something out. Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. This was so great. I, I did not even remember. Austin, you knew, I knew, you knew this I knew. was where it came from. Jacob, did you know or was it a surprise to you? I, I, I said I had no idea. I was actually looking for the episode that this came from. And when this happened, I literally laughed. It was the only time I laughed during this movie. And you've never seen this special before. So it was a new experience for you. It was a new experience. It Something popped and it was great for me to see this. This was such a treat. I rewound it a couple times because I was so tickled. Yeah, I I knew it was coming, too, because I saw, like, it happening. And I was like, is this it? And it was. This is it. With that drying pan on top of Brock's head, that beautiful moment, we run into the beautiful Luna, who Brock, like, instantly has attraction to. And uh, I don't know what her role is. I, I think she's a ranger. What is she? The keeper of the crypt Sometimes. up there? What is she, what's going on there? <laughs> she says she works for the bus company to run the lodge. Because if you miss the bus. But she's a researcher. Yeah, but that's her. Uh, she's moonlighting working oh, at the lodge. I guess to have permission to be in the area. Because mm-hmm. if you miss the bus, you got to wait for a month with Luna at her log cabin. Oh, that's right. If you miss the bus, you got to sit in this like empty uh, cabin for a month. So, okay, I 
this has been several weeks now and I don't remember and honestly I kind of got bored like scrolling through because I was like this is entirely too much there's no way I'm gonna retain all of this but I was looking at the Boapedia article and there was a ton of stuff that they changed for like the English dub versus like the original. Oh it's interesting. And I think one of the things that I remember because there was a lot believe me please just do your own homework because I literally couldn't tell you everything but I think in the original dub it was like every week the bus leaves but for some reason in this it's every month week makes more way more sense way more sense why did they change i don't know oh i'm not gonna dramatic effect i guess i guess i guess guess it does make the place seem more exotic yeah if it takes like you know if you gotta wait a month because there's only that's a this is like a regular school bus there's only like 12 people on it it ain't like a tour like a fancy bus it's a very unsafe bus, because at any moment, you could be lifted 100 feet in the air. <laughs> by Typhoon. By Typhoon. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah, that does happen. It does happen, and Mewtwo psychically puts the bus back down on the ground. Oh, that's right. That's a big point, because it's like, why'd you save the humans? Doesn't he get asked that? Yeah, Pikachu calls him out, basically. Pikachu and Meowth, because they're like the front and center uh, Pokemon in this. The clones, not our Pikachu and Meowth. I guess, what are they called? Pikachu 2 and Meowth 2? Whatever. Pika 2. Pika 2. On my notes, I kept on writing Pika 2 and Meow 2, but that got really confusing because Mew 2. Oh, yeah. So he really secretly cares about the people, but he's like, no, shut up, guys. I don't care about the people. If I didn't save them, which this explanation makes no sense either. He's like, if I didn't save them, all the police would come because they have to do all the autopsies and all like the dead bodies and stuff and i couldn't have that i really like that explanation that's actually a really good out because my mind went to that point before he said it so i was like this it doesn't we're on the same way (laughs) but it doesn't make any sense because they're at the bottom of this mountain far away from wherever they're hiding from i'm like even if the the bus crashed off the road and people like died and they had to come they would be so far removed from you, Mewtwo. Like, just- no, you don't know that though. That could have been that was really bad potential accident. Like, the bus could have hit the side of the mountain or canyon. Like, body parts would have splattered everywhere. They got to go find them to reconnect. It would have splattered five hundred million feet up into the air on top of the mountain. That was a powerful typhoon. You know, okay, I mean, it, was, it was blown. Pretty hard. We saw Mewtwo stop the bus. We don't know how high that bus was going to go if you didn't stop it. That's true. Oh, that's true. It was yeah. going up. It was going up to the top. They had a they had a Disney fast pass to the top. <laughs> it's just going up there. I also think Mewtwo's just full of shit. He's like, yeah, he I had I had to save the humans because we got to save ourselves. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, mm-hmm. stop questioning me. Mm-hmm. Another thing to Mewtwo's point, they would have brought a helicopter out there, and then like there have been all these like instagram influencers who would have like done uh vlogs up there afterwards but like this is yeah. where they died you know and that's so, true yeah that's very tasteless i guess he he was trying to save himself from the youtube and instagram people they so. do ruin everything yeah all right so we got luna lovegood running this uh shack up there and we got mewtwo kind of like saving saving humans sitting there chilling at this shack for a month uh we're almost out of food but then we're gonna knock at the door and it's um dr coolin from um the pokemon coolin that's how i dr coolin Coolin with the homies okay that's right what was his name wait you skipped a whole thing you skipped a whole little thing did i okay i'll, I'll cover this part calling you out jacob <laughs> that's all i got i'm doing my best 
there's this whole theme of the water of Purity Canyon being pure because it's Purity Canyon. It's like, oh yeah, I was gonna get to that later. Okay, but go but ahead. there's a sequence where the twerps all take turns tasting the water, and Misty and Brock and Pikachu and Togepi are like, this is the great, this is like the nectar of the gods, and Ash is like, it's water. Ash is, has some brain damage; he can't taste normally or something mm-hmm. but yeah but also i was gonna mention the part where they they didn't want to sit around and wait for a month because who the hell has time for that shit so they try to like canoe somehow the somehow canoeing down the river was gonna get them somewhere I don't where even know. is the river in relation to the mountain it's just underneath around the river bend it's underneath okay shore. can we not just walk over past the thing okay clearly not but misty has a freak out because there's bug pokemon that like live there i guess and so they're like which they paddle backwards and i'm like no if you just like went on you would have avoided the bugs but of course they had to go backwards so they end up back at the shack or whatever again if i saw beedrills i I, i'd be nope goodbye everybody acts like she's crazy but yeah this this is like a four foot tall bee with like you know swords on the end of its arms Mm -hmm. yeah so they got this like fiji water there I don't get why you want to go to the top when the water's right there. I, I'm confused by that part. The water that cures hep C is like right there. You don't need to go any further. We have to have a plot, Jacob, clearly. Apparently, yeah, with the bus almost dying. Yeah, let's have a bunch of people die every month to get to water that we need that's right 10 feet in front of us. Dr. Coolin's coming, and he's the first person to come up here and, and um, test this water out, apparently. And he's got his, like, uh, intern with him, um, Domino. Not from, uh, what's Domino from? Pizza. X-Men? No, not pizza. No, what's the Ryan Reynolds? Deadpool. That's right. X-Men. X-Men, that's right. Oh, she's X-Men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, X-Force, but also X-Men. There's an X-Force? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, are we going to go down this route? I would love <laughs> to go down this route. No, Let's save okay. that for the Pokemon out of the drying pan after dark. All right segments yeah that's a bonus recording if you want to hear more about austin's expertise <gasps> on X-Men, expertise tune in our, your expertise that's right oh that was completely unintentional tune into our patreon bonus episodes yep and speaking of x you can join or follow us on x x gonna give it to you dr cullen domino they're here to study the water that's basically it okay alex i got a question for you yes was dr cullen hot Jeez, um, almighty. All right. I, oh my God. Is this, be- oh, I okay. this, here we go. Here we go I with this. I asked this because Jesse is like over the moon with him. No. I, I don't I, think I feel so like both of them are, are unhinged. First of all, they show up after like, like at 2 a.m. And they're like, hello, we're here. And I'm like, what the fuck? These people are creepy. And he all, he seemed kind of, he gave me a weird vibe. He was suspicious. He was just very suspicious. I thought he was going to reveal himself. Sorry, spoiler alert. Whatever. I don't even care. I thought he was going to reveal himself as some sort of like, Freak, double agent but oh double agent no freak. some kind of like weirdo a freak. freak why is there all this leather why is there all this leather in your suitcase dr <laughs> colin um well luna likes that that's for the water that's how i Whips capture the water and all that yeah. yeah he's a little bit weird i i don't i didn't care for him jesse was having a massive like attack about it but you know it really speaks to like how everybody has different tastes yep the water wasn't the only thing that was wet <laughs> You know, oh man. my <laughs> there we go. goodness that was for carl kidding kidding i had no opinion about dr cullen i thought he was kind of he he couldn't he he didn't have to be there and it would have made no difference 
his role was kind of interesting, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, there's no vetting either. Like, he just shows up and he says, I'm a doctor from... The Pokemon Institute? Is that where he's from? The Pokemon Institute, which I guess is their... I don't know if it's a research center. Maybe it's a college. He's just some researcher guy. He's there to study the water. His whole thing is like, we have to... Well, I'm I'm jumping ahead. It's hard not to. Let's just go ahead and do it. He wants to use the water as like a medical resource. He wants... Like, it really could cure hep C or something <laughs> it's the next like yeah cure to the common cold like we could yeah. do so much good with this and everything but big pharma steps up and says no we can't have that yeah luna is very apprehensive because kind of like you jacob you know she's on the other side of it where she's like no i don't want all of the humans to come and destroy because of course that's what humans do they just fuck it up so they would take it and ruin it and it would be not sacred anymore and yeah so that's the kind of two opposite sides we've got which is interesting to me because she's also researching the the purity water but like what's her intention what's she going to do with she publishes a thesis about it that potentially could also draw commercial interest she just doesn't want to compete i like that theory yeah she's like get out this is my she wants the credit for herself see luna has no like background or anything like that like she's a researcher in the sense that i'm a rocket scientist right i can I'm, she's just saying it there's no validity to it but jacob sh- she wears glasses so you know she's like an academic she's legit oh, she's got the glasses yeah, on. she's a nerd she wears glasses she's got all the research okay i have a question uh, maybe this is not something that we can think of right off the top of our heads but is there has there ever been a villain in the pokemon anime with glasses it, okay i actually <laughs> i don't know why i know this in the zoro arc movie oh, okay. Like, there's, like, an assistant to the villain, and she wears glasses, um, and she has her hair up in, like, a tight bun situation, but then she reveals herself to secretly be a good person, so she takes off her glasses and puts her hair down, and now she's a good guy. I, see, okay, I wonder, is there, like, real, like, research, because, you know, we've talked about this as far as, like, and I don't want to get too sidetracked, Austin, but... Like, a villain being, like, queer-coded because of the whole, like, oh, like, if it's different, it's bad, and so... You know, that kind of thing with, like, Disney or something. Mm-hmm. Those tropes. I wonder, yeah. yeah, I wonder how much in, like, media or whatever is the villain depicted with glasses to kind of be like, oh, you're more, like, mousy and therefore, like, more likely to be picked on and then that's your or- villain origin story. Or is it the more, like, I'm the villain, so I'm, like, the powerful, masculine, like, no glasses wearing type. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, does anyone have any glasses wearing villains they can think of? Dr. Eggman. Uh, Ooh. Sonic. Well, I feel like that's the, you can't see the eyes, so they have ill intent, because you can't see Dr. Eggman's uh. eyes. In a ton of anime, there's a... Oh, does Eisen have glasses and bleach? Yeah, but he takes them off when he becomes evil. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay, that doesn't help support the theory. Maybe it's like they can't see good anymore, so they take off the glasses. <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> Listeners, let us know. Like, comment if you have any villains that wear glasses, because yeah. I'm just curious. Luna is not evil, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that to say she's not <laughs> That we know of. We're so weird. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Where am I at? Oh, okay. And this is uh, back to the anime trope here. Team Rocket shows up. They try to steal uh, Pikachu. I think they do, right? They actually do wind up taking him. And he actually... Okay, if I remember this correctly, they've got their hot air balloon. That iconic mouth hot air balloon. But then the twerps somehow 
make a hot air balloon to chase after them, and it's a Pikachu hot air balloon. That's at the very end. That's not yet. Okay, it's not yet. Okay. Uh, Team Rocket kidnaps Pikachu. They crash, and then Pikachu and Meowth meet up with their clone counterparts. I put it that way. Right. That's right. Okay. Right, with the twerps in pursuit, they're gonna they're gonna climb yes, up the mountain. Yes, twerps are okay. They're climbing up the mountain with no gear. Yeah, they're just like free walk, free walking up the mo- side of the fucking mountain. Oh, Luna, right. That's right. Okay, this is the this whole movie makes no sense with this mountain here. They don't. They, it's too oh dangerous. To, it's too dangerous to scale. Right, so you have to take a bus. But then all of a sudden, Luna says, I can navigate you there, so it's not a problem anymore. I, I can't remember. I don't know what is that going on Because here. it's not a problem anymore because there's a crisis. There's a crisis, and so that gives the magic shoes that they just can run up the side of the mountain. Oh, yeah, she just is dumping water as she goes, and it's creating stairs all the way up to the top of the mountain. There we go. Okay. And we've got our Pokemon with us, too. Onyx is there. He could make a staircase or something. Like a slinky. Like, he just keeps on going up and up and up. Oh, my yeah, God. Just ride him. He can fly from the books. We know that. Just ride him up there. Didn't you guys know that it takes a crisis to activate your emergency mountaineering shoes? If they had Charizard, Ash could go up there. He could go up there. I'm just saying. You could fly. There's, there's way more options than using mere boots. I also like how Luna's the only one wearing her, like, hiking boots and such and has a rope. And everyone else is just kind of wearing their usual suspenders and jean shorts. Way to call Misty out again. <laughs> if you're going to be at that <laughs> high an altitude and you're wearing short shorts and a crop top, I'm calling you out. And oxygen's getting thinner as you climb, too. So I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. Is that Did the halfway mention... point? <laughs> Can I, like, um, stick over there? <laughs> all right. I'll tag in. How's I think that? that might be the halfway point, right? Because now we've got a clone. The clones more take a prevalent part. End of Act One. Yeah, there okay. you go. Pikachu in crisis. Now we have to rescue. This is Act Two. I wish they would have done the Spider-Man thing, like with all the clones looking at each other and pointing. That'd been fun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that'd be too much. Okay, so how we feeling? How we feeling so far, you guys, about this? I've made my point clear. It's a decent setup. The twerps are here. We gotta go to this location where Mewtwo is. Okay. All right. Someone else is coming, too. Oh, okay. Who, who, who else is coming? Someone important. Okay. All right. We'll get there. So, did we mention that Domino is actually revealed to be... Well, she, she plays herself as, like, this ditzy, like, oh, I'm just this little research assistant girl. But then she's like, surprise, bitches. I'm a super secret agent. The Black Tulip, or whatever the fuck her That's it. code name was. You got it, the Black Tulip. And she's like, I'm secretly, like, the highest ranking, like, undercover for their, like, secret clandestine military arm that Team Rocket has. The Team Rocket Combat Squad. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have a whole combat squad. I don't know why, but... They have a fleet of blimps. Yeah, they have like a whole like military outfit with like all these planes and blimps and high tech gear. Oh, I, I forgot all about the high tech gear. They've got like thermal reading and um, satellites. Yeah, and... from a satellite camera, they can enhance, enhance, enhance to see Mewtwo's like bio feedback metrics. Yeah. So yeah, this is how they found Mewtwo because Giovanni has been like obsessed with. Finding him because, if we didn't already mention, Giovanni was, like, one of the only people that didn't get his mind erased about Mewtwo because he was not on the island in the first movie, so he wasn't, like, affected by the spell or something. 
Okay, I may, my mind may have made this up, but isn't it like they don't find him until he uses his power to save the people on the bus? Because then they get a thermal reading? No, I think the opening scene is they find you two. Oh, okay. Yeah, they okay. knew who he was. And then was. Domino is there to scout things out and just visually confirm it before they bring everyone in. I made that up. But presumably Team Rocket combat unit is nearby in, in waiting. Right. So the Black Tulip, a.k.a. Domino, a.k.a. I don't even know what this girl's real name 009. is. Agent 009. 009, yes. She very nearly murders the twerps when she pops the balloon and they fall then hundreds of feet into the lake below. I was like, oh my god, like... She has no qualms about killing them. Explain how she popped the balloon, though. Like With this her little tulip. She's got a wand, basically. Oh yeah, just shoots it's like out. it's like a baton. Like a, yeah. a becomes a giant staff she can use. And she pokes the balloon, and they are screaming bloody murder as they fall. And apparently, we don't know what happens to them because they disappear. But anyway, Pikachu, at least, like you said, Jacob, Pikachu. Gets and Meowth get separated from the rest of the twerps. So they fall down somewhere off the side near the shore and they run into Pika 2 and the other clones. I guess this is part of the group that, like, one of them agrees with Mewtwo. One of them agrees, like, you know, we need to go into seclusion and, you know, hide our ugly, defective selves from the world <laughs> because we don't fit in. And then the Jeez. other group. Which I think is led by Pikachu is like, no, we have to fight, mm-hmm. defend our right to exist, and we have to bring the the attack to the humans or something like this. I really like how Pikachu is like really aggressive. We saw that in the first movie too, but he's like out for blood yes. at all times. And he's like, get out of here, Pikachu. You're not a freak like us. You got to get the fuck out. And- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what yeah. he says. Yeah. Pika, Pika, fuck you, Pika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, and then Miyatu is like the philosopher intellectual who like is always like thinking about the moon and is kind of like a little smarter than Mewtwo, really, saying the common sense point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the two dichotomies of kind of like the angel and the devil on the shoulder type of thing. It's like, do you give into like the mm-hmm. anger or do you listen to higher reason? And my assumption was this is what Pikachu and Meowth are actually like without their life circumstances. That's such a good point because they're mm-hmm. mirrors of they're each clones. other. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking maybe they're the opposites, but that doesn't make sense. Because when we first met Pikachu, he was a little asshole. And mm-hmm. Meowth is the way he is because oh of his my life circumstances. God. Ah, you're right. I just realized what this is all really about, this whole movie. It's nature versus nurture. Mm. Okay. It's that. That's a good theme. It is that. Yep. It's basically them, their personalities amplified, like times 10. Well, they also have been told that they're losers and rejects their whole life and they don't belong in the world. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would make you kind of sour, <laughs> I think. Literally nobody told them that. Not the clones anyway. The only person that was told that was Mewtwo and he took that and sort of ran with it. And the only person that told him that was Giovanni because he was trying to manipulate him. Mewtwo just made these little clones because he wanted little friends that he could talk at. That's yeah, Or exactly. control. <laughs> that know, too. He's a freak. We've taken a full like 180. We've gone from like trying to take over the world to like let's hide from it. So Mewtwo's really got some stuff to work out. But back with the twerps, Luna, they've crashed into the shore. They haven't died, fortunately. Um, but she suggests the only way to get to Pikachu and rescue them is to build a canoe out of a fallen log. So they get all the Pokemon to chip in and they build a canoe. 
add that to the list of canoes or ships yeah. or rafts. We're experts at this by now, so it takes like two minutes. <laughs> to cut Every down the time trees. I think of this, I think of the Blood Moon Maroon episode where they build a raft out of like a bunch of trees and then all like the worker people like die as they're like careening down the oh my gosh and it's horrific death too because they're like underground and then the water fills the caves in so i mean it's just that awful was, that <laughs> may be one of my favorite episodes some for some reason i'm not sure it was so funny when we talked about i mean not not the fact that people died i just let me clarify that but it was a good episode it was like they totally forgot about the workers and like all the important people survived and they're like oh thank god you know thank god we're okay gosh yeah check out that episode to figure out what we're talking about yeah so basically Mewtwo is back in his little like hidey hole and he's he has a single tv where he I don't know catches up on the, the game when he's not like having a philosophical moment but he's like if humans won't leave us alone we'll just go somewhere else but this literally happens just moments after he says i'm gonna stay and remain at the island and live in peace he doesn't know what he wants he does i was like wait i literally rewound this part you guys because he you will see he just said i want to stay here and and be peaceful or whatever and then he's like no we gotta go i'm like what the fuck (laughs) Is he like a teenager? He's just like angsting and doesn't know what he exactly. wants, really. I think he is. Yeah. How old is he? That's true. Like two? Like two years old or something? Yeah. Maybe three? Not I don't that know. old. Maybe he's in a puberty stage or something. Hormones, I guess. Did Pokemon have hormones? I mean, doesn't everything have hormones? I guess. I don't I know. I guess they're magical creatures, so maybe not. Yeah, so really this part is kind of a rehash of what we've already sort of seen. You know, Pikachu's like, no, we got to bring the fight to the humans. Mewtwo is like, no, we have to live in peace. So they basically fracture into two groups. And from this point on, we get a little bit more exposition into the magical spring water. And Luna and Cullen debate on whether or not they should go public with this. Um, But we do see kind of, I think they reach like the inner sanctum. I'm not really certain. I had some very detailed notes about geography and where which characters were at what position at what time. Okay, let us know because they were on the shore and then now they're in some sort of like magical cavern or something with the spring is so um team rocket's here by the way help us oh yeah team rocket's there like this clone faction split and some of them go to the shore and some of them stay on the island and then team rocket like team rocket itself has split into different factions with different tasks and it's impossible to keep track of but at one point mewtwo shows up on the shore and then he takes everyone to back to the island and then where, where, which Team Rocket member is at which location changes. And the twerps are also teleporting all over the place. Like, I needed a map in my brain to map where everyone was going. But basically, it's like a play, like a stage play, where you go to different locations to have different conversations. And that's what was going on. Thank you for keeping notes on that, because I really lost it. Isn't there a jail, too? There's a jail Yeah, there's cell? like a jail underground where Team Rocket's base is. Because they, they start they start erecting a base there at some point. That's where they put the bad tourist at. The bars are already there, so they just lock them in there and leave them there to starve. Didn't you two like raid like a Radio Shack or something to get his camera systems in there and <laughs> took like some steel rods to make a little impromptu prison? He also made stairs. He made stairs too. He loves his stairs. Wait, was the prison already there, or was that something that Team Rocket? The clones put up? already had already a there. prison because they put Jesse and James in the prison. Why do they have a prison? Mewtwo. Why do you think some of the clones are missing? 
Not all uh, the clones are there. <laughs> Mewtwo's into some freaky stuff, I guess. There's I'm... a camera in the jail. Yep. This is oh, actually God. Dr. Cullen's jail cell. Is it like the timeout cell? Like, I don't understand this. That's a weird implication. Anyway, so something interesting happens. So they're at this little inner sanctum, the well water, or the well water, the island water, and they're like, oh, this is so magical. And we see some some interesting Pokemon. For one thing, there's tiny little Rhyhorns, which are super cute. They're like mini versions of a regular one. Um, but then there's also something interesting. There's a Nidoqueen, but then there's little baby Nidoqueens, like little mini ones. Not Nidorans. I don't know. What's going so on? What, what is this an oversight or is this some weird clone freaky deekiness happening? My guess is, and this is a stretch, is that you can overdose on this water. All right. So it's so <laughs> like pure and cures you that like you just keep wanting more of it. And so you drink and drink and that leads to excessive memory loss, which is going on with Mewtwo. In fact, Dr. Colin's probably been there before, but he just drinks so much of the water that he just keeps forgetting. And so he's in Groundhog Day and it causes shrinkage because um, it's really cold. And I, oh I mean, gosh. there's just a, I think this water's poison. I think it's a continuity error. Someone was like, okay, the Nidoqueen had babies, so they're baby Nidoqueen. And, like, no one thought to be like, wait a minute, that's not how Pokemon breeding works. I feel like that's really basic. Yeah, how else can you explain it, though? Are the Nidoqueens clones? I have no idea. The Nidoqueen and the Rhyhorn have created a litter. Were clones. Oh, so maybe only, only clones can create clones because the chromosomes are the exact same that they've had. So they wouldn't be able to produce another species. So it would have to be clones. Like, maybe the clones really are that freakish, because they don't reproduce like normal Pokemon. Like, <laughs> Maybe they're sterile. I don't know. Clones, clones are sterile, though, aren't they? I assume we were supposed to assume this Rhyhorn and this Nidoqueen reproduced, like, fucked. And <laughs> out came baby Nidoqueens. Okay, but, it would only, but that still doesn't make any sense, because there was baby Rhyhorns and also baby Nidoqueens, but it only is ever the mother's species so that would not even work to that they would all be nidoran regardless also nidoqueen can't breed oh, that's true too so this doesn't make any sense at <laughs> all that's madness is, there's so many things wrong with it and it's such a silly thing to worry about but it's also like this is a lot of continuity problems maybe they went to mewtwo and they were like mewtwo we're in love <laughs> and we want to have children <laughs> and mewtwo was like okay and so he like did some science shit in his little like weird cave and like popped out a bunch of miniature versions mm. of them like that has to be the only like explanation right oh they wanted to be mom and dad so he just made mini clones yeah i mean mewtwo didn't abandon his clone making technology presumably he knew how to do it because he made clones so i'm that's i have to say that's the we answer. missed the vaginal birth things that were everywhere in the first movie they were just in a different room right. where we didn't see them Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they were on the other side, um, across the hall from the jail. Oh, I have another theory. They yes. were all mini-dit. They were all mini-dit. <laughs> a whole bunch of dittos well, got in there. how much do you subscribe to the theory that Ditto is a failed clone of Mew? I don't subscribe to that theory. I do. This is, this is actually, They were all Mews. This is the Mew breeding grounds, and they all transformed. So Team Rocket currently is attacking the a group that Pikachu is leading and is attacking and catching them in Pokeballs and it's a massacre. It's absolute chaos. So Mewtwo intervenes and finally Giovanni and Mewtwo have their face off. They, they come face to face. I think they exchange some words. 
somehow Mewtwo is able to rescue them, but I think part of that, the condition was he surrenders to Giovanni in order to save the other Pokemon and let them go. This happens twice, by the way. Uh, what, yeah. him sacrificing himself? Well, the first time or? he blows them up, and the second time he sacrifices himself. But it's basically a repeated scene. He ends up going back with Giovanni. I guess Pikachu and Pikachu 2 have been mortally wounded in this firefight, and they have to rush them to the secret spring and give them some of the water in order to revive them because they're practically dying, and it's looking really bad. This is where, okay, so I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. This is where they proceed with their plan to build some kind of Team Rocket base or, so, or something. Yeah, Mother Base. Does anybody have any sort of elaboration they want to do on this? A testing facility Were several days passing or were they just really efficient with constructing new buildings? Super efficient? I this was happening in one night. Oh, wow. This has been ready to go for years. I mean, Giovanni's been ready to push that button to find Mewtwo forever. So, I mean... They've been on standby. Yeah, is this like Ikea where like all things are like ready-made? They just have to like slap <laughs> just gotta it, snap it in. <laughs> There's a guy selling hot dogs in the corner. Yeah, it's great. Everyone's happy. Yeah. One thing I will say about this, though, is this goes to prove that something else is going on here. No media coverage of this battle compared to our other Pokemon movies, right? So Giovanni obviously has some kind of role in the Pokemon media. Because remember Mewtwo was worried about like media coverage coming? There's explosions going off every three seconds. <laughs> There's nobody there covering it. Like in the last movie we watched, the first movie there was a helicopter reporter. There's nothing going on here. So nobody either doesn't care about this place or nobody maybe really doesn't know what's going on here. Could it possibly be that isolated? I don't see how. It's a giant mountain in it's the middle of the road. It's a giant tourist attraction. <laughs> I don't know. Giovanni enacted a media blackout in advance because he knew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He took over the... Well, he did have the Goldenrod City operation. He took over the radio and shit. So he probably, like you said, he probably hacked into it. DJ Mary is being held captive in a room right now. That's right. She's spinning tunes for Team Rocket to build. There you go. She's forced to do a Pokemon play and read it out loud. That's great. Oh my gosh. Maybe that's why this movie's kind of odd. Because it's just DJ Mary making things up on the fly. And like, why the continuity (laughs) of who is where at what time and what they intend to do is kind of messy. It's that. She's being Uh, held at gunpoint. Oh, this is Mewtwo telling the story telepathically. And we're seeing inside his mind how things went. Okay, there we go. Got it. It all makes sense. This is how Mewtwo remembers it. And then how we remember it having watched it three weeks ago. Absolutely perfect. We got it. So anyway, this shoddy operation that they have thrown together, building all this construction, attracts the... They're polluting the entire lake. You know, they're screwing things up. And the bug Pokemon that we encountered before, because they apparently are all over the place, they are super pissed off. They're like, this will not stand. We can't have this. You're ruining our home. So they come and start attacking. It really bugged them. They really did. Uh, I don't really know what, like, happens with that. I guess they just sort of, like, attack. I don't really know. Sleep powder. Like they, yeah, the the Butterfree used sleep powder on some Team Rocket grunts who are mm. welding a wall. And the guy falls oh. asleep, presumably falls to his death off the rafter, drops a blowtor- a lit blowtorch that plummets to the ground and causes a massive explosion. Oh, I missed that entire part. <laughs> yeah, like, they get they go out for blood. <laughs> The bugs get mad. And everyone on the scene is like, whoa! And, like, it blows the jail open. It's like, it was huge. 
Oh, okay. It, it actually I, uh... totally destroys the mountain, too. It actually does create a lot of issues. So they just dump their, you know, butterfree uh, sporage on them. And just, sporage? Yeah. Spores. Yeah, like that one lady in episode where they were like sporing all over the twerps and they were like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. That yellow piss cloud <laughs> thing. <laughs> did the Ledian come to help? Because I swear we saw some Ledian, but they weren't in the... They were Okay, some they Ledian. did come? Okay. No, no, no. They they were there earlier no, when they the were butter canoeing freeze. down the river earlier, but I don't think they were part of the God battle. damn Ledian. They don't care about anyone but themselves. <laughs> Useless. Only they when they the can explosion. pee on you. Yeah. Yeah. What would that yellow piss have done? That had just been... Like massive, if someone had asthma, they would have been in trouble. Uh, I wouldn't like it if I was sprayed with that. <laughs> You're sitting there trying to weld on this yellow dick. That was their fear scent. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. oh my god, I'm we're glad, depraved. I'm glad there's murder in this, though. Yeah, people died. Yeah. 100% people yeah. were dying. Okay. It was a lot of people, too. Horrific death. Thank you, guys. Well, I don't know what I would do without you. Clearly, I'm bad at recapping because there was a massive casualty and I missed it. Uh, it doesn't matter. They were grunts. So Team Rocket has lost like half of its force to the bloodthirsty bug Pokemon. Uh, but Mewtwo is currently being held captive by some like Portal 2 looking machines, like GLaDOS little things. I don't really know. And he's like really having a horrible time because the twerps run up on him and they're like, you've got to get yourself out of this, Mewtwo. And I think he, like, tries to overload these things with little psychic power. Yes, Austin? You could not have been more of a Christ figure, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he was, yeah. He was yeah. hanging there. He was, what do you call it? Pinned to the cross, arms... Crucified. 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 Yes. And then he, um, they were like, okay, you gotta break yourself out. But he's like, if I do that, if I expend all of my psychic power to break these, like, energy chains, I will destroy myself in the process well you are jesus it's very like i know very sacrificial I, I again it's a stupid plot point here he puts himself in that situation just to destroy it why not just destroy it before you go into that situation he had already done that yeah why didn't he destroy it to begin with before he was tied to these like sucking psychic things because he had to make a he had to make a big show of it it's messy plotting it is messy messy yeah. messy it's the message of it. He had to do the ultimate sacrifice to show his how far he's come as like somebody that cares about others. Like he was willing to sacrifice himself. My theory for this movie is it's just Mewtwo telling it, if that makes sense. And he's like the main character. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a, it's like I'm gonna write my autobiography. <laughs> so he pumped himself up to make himself look better. I was thinking it should have been like a plot point where Mewtwo sacrifices himself because he trusts Giovanni's word. That Giovanni will leave the other clones alone and just take Mewtwo. And then Giovanni's like, ha, got you, stupid cat. And then he just, like, you know, continues <laughs> attacking the clones. And Mewtwo will be like, you betrayed your word or whatever. And then he's willing to escape. But that didn't happen. But that didn't happen. Nope. That's cool, but that didn't happen. No, no, no. That's too complicated. Um, but <laughs> rather, complicated. instead... Yeah. Instead, we get him sacrificing himself. He blows up the little energy field, but this leaves him pretty much near death. So then they have to run him to the hot spring hospital or whatever, 
they dump him in and Colin, okay, this guy was like being a total butthole because he's like, oh no, if you dump Mewtwo's body in there, it'll contaminate everything. Everything's already <laughs> contaminated. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, we've had a, a whole pollution situation. This whole thing is fucked up. Like, and Ash, <laughs> then Ash does this craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's like carrying Mewtwo over his shoulder, like a fireman carrier or something. How much does Mewtwo weigh? Let's find out. He's bigger than Ash. He's like a grown he man He looks sized. big. Ash is treating this guy like a shake weight. Oh yeah, he's 269 pounds. Okay, so Ash is deadlifting 270 pounds. Fireman carry. Fireman carry. And he takes Mewtwo and then basically like shot puts his body, bang, right into the spring he like throws Mewtwo Mewtwo's like <laughs> dying he couldn't like gently put him into the water he had to like he did not gently he didn't float him into the water he threw him over handed and he throws him on a pile of rocks and knocks Mewtwo unconscious and he never submerges there you go yeah so Mewtwo f- falls into the spring he's sinking down into this deep abyss because apparently this lake has gone from being like two feet tall or two feet deep rather to like several hundred feet deep and he's sinking down into the abyss and he's like i've been here before and i think this is the implication (laughs) is this is where mew in the first movie that lake that mew was at which is incorrect because we saw where mew was and it was like in like the amazon so there's a continuity problem with this are we to assume this water is like supposed to be like the cradle of life water yes that's the implication yeah I don't understand. Why did they just get a cup and have him try to drink it? Why did they have to drown him? Because his whole body was broken, Jacob. Okay. Dr. Colin should have been, like, trying to restrain Ash and been like, don't you put that thing in this water. And Ash would be like, get the fuck <laughs> off me. And, like, just threw Mewtwo in for lack of other options. And then it knocks Dr. Colin in, and then Colin winds up drowning. But Colin, like, melts. Oh <laughs> he, like, melts. He touches the water. Because <laughs> he's not pure. Yeah. His soul's not pure, <laughs> so it just melts him. This is very Indiana Jones. We could have made this way more exciting. This is what we come to see. You know, this is how we could have rewritten We need this. more action sequences. They probably didn't have the budget for it. They actually remember this scene totally different. I thought Ash jumped in the water with Mewtwo, and they both were sinking. And I thought, like, Ash drowns, and then Mewtwo awakes and jumps up out of the lake, saving Ash. Mm-hmm. But nope. I, I misremembered. That would have been dramatic, but no. Ash just throws his broken body into the spring. This is a very Christ-like allegory, to your point, Austin, because he basically gets completely reborn. Oh my god, it's a baptism! Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. Yep. And he flies out of the lake, and he's like, it is me, Mewtwo, I am back, better than ever. And then he, I guess, takes care of Team Rocket? He uses, okay, he uses his, like, the plot is over now power that he's demonstrated before. Oh, like the nuclear explosion. Right, like everything gets enveloped with white light. And in that moment, all the Team Rocket combat unit, including Giovanni and Domino, have rematerialized at like an airport and don't have any memory. Oh, he teleports them away. So stupid. It was very confusing. He teleported the spring that the water originates from into an underground cavern. Oh, yeah. He completely moved the lake so presumably that would affect the water flow because presumably water goes downhill. It doesn't go into an underground cavern and then come back up. He brought that with him too, Austin. You're thinking too hard. He put in like aqueducts and stuff. Like he put in like plumbing and pipes and such. Again, though, again, movie totally avoided. Could have been avoided. 
if he just did that to begin with. If he wanted to be secluded... Go underground. Yep, go underground. You've got this spring. Also, if you got the power to teleport people and erase the memory, why not do it as soon as you see Giovanni there? Good Why not just say, point. you're gone? Good point. He could have snapped his ball fingers and been done with it in a second. <laughs> in a two-second move, it makes... You can't climb a mountain. All of a sudden, we can. Giovanni's destroying the mountain. All of a sudden, they're not. It, it makes no sense. Okay, here's another option that he had. That That's a great point, Jacob. I think the whole thing could have been avoided. But also, the only one that stands out is Mewtwo. Like, all the other clones could easily pass as normal, regular Pokemon. Nobody would know. But couldn't Mewtwo use his immense psychic power to just sort of, like, mind-fuck people into thinking he's, like, like a regular old person? Like, it's just your perception of him, right? Like, he could have just blended in. He just wants it to be as dramatic as possible. Nothing. None of this is real. This is what I'm saying. It's just not real. This is a fever dream. Gosh. Mm-hmm. That wa- he drank too much water, and now he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> we should note, the twerps um, are spared the, the memory wipe. The twerps and Jesse and James and Meowth. Well, he actually, it doesn't, the, the clones argue, or Meowth argues, Meowth 2, rather, via Meowth, says that they should, everybody should have a right to know their origin. So Mewtwo was going to wipe their memories, but he makes this good point, like, you know, no, we should all know where we came from. This is really vital to, like, you know, your personal growth and, like, all this stuff. Very philosophical, because, again, Meowth is the philosophical one. And Mewtwo's like, yes, you're right. I won't wipe your minds so we all can remember this moment and be better for it or something. I wish that shit would have worked for people who were watching the movie. I would have, like, forgotten. I've been totally happy forgetting seeing this thing, you know, so. There we go. But, yeah, long story short, uh, Cullen and Luna decide that they're, like, supposed to be, like, soulmates or something. So they end up together. Poor Jesse. They had their minds wiped. I thought that was a cool detail. Yeah. So they're just mm-hmm. back at the log cabin doing their research, whatever. Researching each other. They've got to fall in love like 30 times by now if Mewtwo's been using this power over and over again. Like as soon as he gets discovered, he's like... Pfft. And this has been like the 100th time they've met and they don't even know it. That is deeply disturbing. That is very deeply disturbing. It's kind of romantic, I guess. Ooh. Fall in love 100 times. Mewtwo should be a matchmaker. That should be his next job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then... Uh, they all carry on their way, and then somehow I think Mewtwo ends up in, like, some city. Mewtwo produces the Pikachu hot air balloon. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because Mewtwo psychically has all the clone Pokemon go random directions for miles. Oh, he shoots them off. That's right. And then he gives Team Rocket their Meowth balloon, and the twerps get a Pikachu balloon, and they leave. And then he gets, they, they're just, like, walking in town or something, and then he calls out to Ash psychically in his mind, and he's like... I'll always be with you or something. So he makes the underground shelter just to leave it? Yes. not go there anymore? I guess it's a shelter for the water. Oh, so that was the thing? He just wanted the water gone so everyone had to suffer and couldn't be cured anymore? Apparently. As long as the Ledian are happy, I'm happy. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him submerging it and then <laughs> leaving it. Unless it's his, like, bat cave, like, something... He's the only one that gets to enjoy it. I just remembered Colin got a sample of the water and he's going to recreate it in a lab. Oh, that's right. So he th- he does remember the water properties, though. He doesn't remember Mewtwo, but he remembers that. So what's the point of Mewtwo hiding it then? That's what I mean. I don't understand if it's already being created and then he leaves. Nobody stays in the thing he just created. He could have just left it there and sent them on their way without taking this cool tourist thing and killing it. It doesn't make any sense, but that's where we are. Then he goes to like like uh, New York City or something and stands around on rooftops. So the writing of this was was the first draft. 
it felt like. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it felt yeah. like they had a rush to get it out, and it was just kind of like yeah, yeah. pen to paper. Let's go. <laughs> pen to paper. They didn't have to make it. I don't understand this, but we needed conclusions. With no ending. I remember this being a lot better than it actually was reviewing it as a grown-up. Yeah. Oh, it's funny how that works. Yeah. Did I ruin it for you, Austin? No, no, no. I agreed. I agree with you okay. entirely because all this Mewtwo stuff, I feel like, doesn't really hold up very well, to be completely honest. It's a lot of standing around and pondering, but it's not being attached to good storytelling. Well, it's the non-vulnerable like problem. Like You make something too powerful and you don't know what to do with it. Well, hopefully Mewtwo can get the help he needs and work it out in therapy, but seems like he's on the right path. Do we ever see this Mewtwo again? Uh, in Journeys. Oh, okay. And it's very disappointing, as always. Okay, so basically no then. I mean, we do see him again. I wonder if just, I would love to like ask someone what the thought process was for having Mewtwo to begin with. Like, was there some kind of like long-term antagonist protagonist anti-hero thing that was continuously going to happen or was it like we were not going anywhere with this just erase it presumably this happened because pokemon the first movie does not end on a very conclusive note it's not there's not a satisfying narrative ending to it so i do appreciate that we came back to revisit mewtwo because he needed that closure and the closure basically is he became a batman (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) This is the Batman Begins. Mewtwo Begins. Mewtwo Begins would have been a great title for this. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, because the first one is Mewtwo Strikes Back, and now he begins. Yes. Mewtwo Begins Again. Yeah. You know, Jacob, again. <laughs> to your point, Mewtwo and Mew and all that, I mean, this this comes from an era where, like, it, it made sense in the times. You know, this was, like, when it was just the first two games, very early days, like, I like the premise of it. It's like, okay, Mewtwo was like the progenitor of all Pokemon. Then you had humans and their hubris, you know, coming in and trying to recreate it and clone it. And then you get this failed, quote unquote, failed experiment of Mewtwo and look what humans have done and all this. I like it in that context. But Pokemon has come so far. It's like Mew and Mewtwo are like nothing now. (laughs) Like there's so much that's been added. It's just, it's completely made them irrelevant. And it's, it kind of lost that whole mystery in my opinion, but... I mean, Mewtwo was also kind of ripped from the headlines. He, this is Dolly the Sheep era. That was It's a product of the times. It's a product of, like, okay, when Pokemon was just... This was it, and that was, like, the most mysterious thing. Now there's all kinds of shit, and legendaries and mythicals are, like, a dime a dozen. You get that crap handed out to you on a card from GameStop, and it's like, there's no <laughs> lore to this. Like, this isn't fun yeah. anymore. Like... It was fun back then, and now... With your pre-order, get whatever you want. Yeah, it's not, it, I feel like all of the legendaries and all that stuff ever since then, I mean, hasn't really had the same kind of impact, in my opinion, but... I've never, I never liked the fact that they did that. Like, I think in the games, it's kind of cool. Like, the games would have been just totally fine if it was like, you just get the badges, you know what I mean? And then we changed the gameplay a little bit with that. Like, the whole subplot or main plot i guess been on the game of like the legendaries manipulating the universe and you've got to stop it and this is some grander thing that you have to solve i never never was into that i've always been more into just like getting the pokemon leveling them up get the badges i'm the champion everyone else sucks i will say regarding you two and you two as a character and you two as like a, the villain and the tortured character i'm very much here for a um a complex narrative, a complicated character who in a story focusing on personal stakes 
and questioning the nature of life itself. That all sounds really cool and really interesting. And it's very heavy subject material for a children's cartoon that's advertising merchandise. Right. I'm very hard on this Mewtwo material on this podcast because it's trying to be something bigger than it really is. And it's not doing a good job of it. It's missing the mark. Mm. And maybe that's because you can't truly go for these themes and detail in this venue. It's it's kids cartoons for five year olds. Well, you can't you can't go there. Has always had a bad history of having a good idea. I mean, look at Black and White. That story was the premise was so great. You know, it's like okay, Pokemon as tools, using them, Mm. blah blah blah. I mean, we all know it. I did like that one. I like that. But they they always they always chicken out at the last minute. They have really good themes that have the potential to be really deep, Austin, like you said. But they always fall short of it because they're too afraid to push the envelope and really just, you know, say their message. It's like, look, don't commit to it. Don't even do it. Do what Jacob said. Just have a basic game, collecting badges, collecting Pokemon, whatever. Okay, I'm the, you know, I'm the league champion. Woo! Don't even have, like, a story if you're not going to commit to it. I mean, nobody says that you have to have a gruesome or sexual or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be disgusting. Well, you know what I mean. As far as humans like, are mating with Pokemon, creating hybrids yeah, in this mountain. Yeah, it doesn't go have kill to them be. all. Mewtwo is pretty <laughs> human-like. I swear. Anyway, yeah, yeah. but well, you that know, Doctor Cullen got it, or that doctor got in there. What I'm trying to convey poorly is I'm perfectly cool with a smaller stakes story focused on character and character development. That's awesome. I don't need it to be like huge stakes. You know, like the multiverse is collapsing stuff all the time. I just don't think they nailed it with Mewtwo. I think there were some idea. There are questions without answers, and that makes it dissatisfying to watch. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes, this sucks because we've already solved the problem. In the first one, as he's leaving, he says, it doesn't matter where my origin was or how I was created. What matters is what I do with my life and how I treat other people. Boom. Problem solved. We don't need this anymore. <laughs> we don't need him to have another identity crisis. Who put that in his head? He literally solves, as he's flying away in the first movie, that these clones may be clones, but what we do with our lives is what's more important. It doesn't matter where we came from. Problem solved. Boxes checked. We don't need this anymore. We don't need the whatever this is. That's a great point, Jacob. If this was an entirely action-based movie of Giovanni and the real Team Rocket is coming to get Mewtwo, and Mewtwo is on the defensive, and he's having to protect his little friends and such, and the twerps get involved, and it's an all-out war. Honestly, that's a better premise than yeah. 75% of this being like pontificating <laughs> nothing. The crisis here isn't that Mewtwo doesn't know who he is. The crisis is that Giovanni still wants Mewtwo back. Giovanni's out for blood and Mewtwo has to defend yeah. himself. That's that's a plot. They both go scorched earth on this, you know? And then the ending of this one should be like Mewtwo has the opportunity to kill Giovanni, but he says no. I've learned that life is precious and that people can change. And then Giovanni like has some kind of like weird life flashback where he's a little boy and, you know, he drops a popsicle and his mom buys him another one. And he's like, (laughs) oh, this is great. I miss life. I have a question. So and this is the last thing I'm going to say because we could really go on and on. But why is Mewtwo limited to, I mean, as we saw in the first movie, he doesn't necessarily have to like be in your proximity or whatever to like manipulate you or erase your mind. Why could he not have just found Giovanni and erased his memory. Like, I don't understand what was, like, precluding him from doing this. He forgot. He forgot to erase his mind. <laughs> he forgot his memory. Watching the first movie, I forgot. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I didn't think, oh, no, Giovanni's gonna come try and... He didn't wipe Giovanni's mind. 
But Mewtwo was held captive and manipulated by Giovanni for so long. I feel like that was, that should be in the forefront of his mind. Like he, that would be the first person to, oh, on my list of, I got to make sure this person doesn't come after me, considering their track record of using me like that. He's still a Pokemon at the end of the day, I guess. He doesn't think. It's a cat DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Easily distractible. Anyway. That's the Mew part, Mew part of his brain. The forgetful <laughs> part, I guess. I don't know. Someone pointed a laser pointer at a wall and Mewtwo was like, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm so confused. Like, Mewtwo is a clone of Mew, right? With some other genetic splicing going on there. We human assume DNA. as such. Yeah. We assume there's human okay. DNA in there. I just don't understand where this thought process comes from if he's a Mew clone. Because Mew doesn't look like... Mew's just floating around. Mew is exactly what Austin just said. Point the laser at the wall. It's going to scratch at it. So I don't. I mean, Mew is got too much human. Mew is cruel. Mew is, you know, it it finds fun in torturing people. Yeah, that's true. But it's pink. That's true. It's it's cute. cute. It's cute. It's pink and cute. So it gets a pass. (laughs) It's like, oh look at Mew. Mew just, you know, he's probably torturing the ancient people that lived in those temples, and they're all like, it's okay. It's cute. Bye, Jesse's mom. Have fun in the avalanche or whatever that was. Did she, did she, like, she died on top of like, you know, the Himalayas or something like she. Mew was up there and sneezed and caused the avalanche <laughs> that killed Jesse's mom. <laughs> anyway, well, I, overall, I thought I mean, it was it was decent, but obviously some some flaws. Yeah. Way more interesting some? than like the grass Pokemon tournament or whatever. Annual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You 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 got to back up know. there. That was that was really high stakes, Austin. No, it was not. I was really I just... <laughs> invested in that grass Pokemon competition. That's how this one should have started. Welcome to the Mewtwo Festival. <laughs> we made that joke already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how yeah. awesome would that have been, though? Everyone knows about it, but Mewtwo doesn't, you know, understand Pokemon, it. Pokemon, are you taking notes? I'm ready for the annual Mewtwo festival. Lord. All right. Let's do, I guess, an MVP and LVP thing yes, if please. we're done talking about this. Alex, you're first, followed by myself, and then Austin. I've got so many good quotes, you guys. There were some pretty good lines in here. Honestly, I didn't write anything down. I'm just going to give MVP to Meowth 2. Why not? Really love its philosophicalness. Had some really good points. Everybody does deserve to know where they came from, I suppose. Oh, you know what? Can I take that back? What am I doing? Nope. It's too late. It's too late. No, Sorry. no. Sorry. I'm making my own rules. I'm giving it to the frying pan, of course. Fucking hey. what am I doing? <laughs> oh, just snap your uh, snap your fingers and make us forget. Yeah. I'm, I'm waving my ball hands around so that you guys forget. <laughs> Thank God the whole hands came after that. Where are we? Are we on a secret mission? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it's gotta be, what am I thinking? It's gotta be the frying pan, or the drying pan, I should say, because iconic, right? LVP Cullen for, like, being like, no, you can't throw Mewtwo's broken body into <laughs> Yeah, the- <laughs> that's the right choice. <laughs> that's a good, those are two good ones, Alex, for not writing anything down. That's awesome. And also, just kind of behind the scenes, uh, my laptop died where all my notes are, so luckily I was smart enough and I took a picture on my phone, so I'm literally operating off of my little phone screen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, this is a nightmare. Okay, all right, my quote is, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to scroll through and find it. I have so many good ones, you guys. If you don't end up picking these, I'm going to have to go back and tell you. I li- Okay, this is the quote I'm going to pick because it's some sort of philosophical. I wanted to go with the funny Ash one, but I'm sure one of you guys will take it. So this one's from Giovanni. And it's when Mewtwo is surrendering when he's trying to capture all the Pokemon. He's like, okay, I'll go with you. And Giovanni says, you're strong, Mewtwo, but pain makes the body master of the will. And I thought that was kind of neat. Oh, that's pretty good. 
Yep, that's it for me. I'm going to give my, L- I'll start on the LVP. I'll give my LVP to Ash for not being pure enough to taste the water. <laughs> that, <laughs> that cures hep C. Apparently something's wrong there, right? Uh, have you ever heard the theory about that? Well, he's got a defective tongue. Ash has already been brought back to life through the power of Pokemon oh. Tears, and it's the same similar substance as what this water is. So it doesn't affect him like it affects the rest of them. That's a good theory. I like it. I think I saw that on TV tropes or something like that. Well, that doesn't make sense, though, because you can drink the water multiple times and be healed from it. That's true. So that I don't know. That theory doesn't hold water. Sorry. No, it doesn't hold pure water. (laughs) Water. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was LVP. I'm going to give my MVP to... Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I guess I'll give it to uh, Luna. I don't know. Uh, for ha- for being a great hostess for the month these people have to wait <laughs> if they miss the bus. Because <laughs> that sucks. And uh, she didn't seem like she was too annoying or anything, so a month with her, I guess, wouldn't be too bad. Uh, my quote comes from James, and this is... I can't remember exactly what they're doing, but they're doing something with buckets, and um, I guess they're carrying the water with buckets, and Jesse spills her bucket on her, and she goes, ah, oh, this looks crazy. And then... Uh, James goes, well, your face does look a little pale. Ha. That's pretty ha, good. Ha. <laughs> pretty good. My MVP is going to be Ash for not taking Colin's bullshit and just grabbing <laughs> you two and throwing him in that water. Good for you, Ash. Oh, that's, good. that's good. He threw that 270-pound cat into that water. Damn right he did. No hep C from you two. My LVP, tell me if you got, I can change it, but this is my first thought. My first thought for LVP is Giovanni. This is the first time the Twerps and Giovanni have come face to face. Oh my gosh! You're first right. time ever. <gasps> and they do not have any dialogue amongst each other. Misty and Brock throw out all their Pokemon, Goldine included, to hold the line against Giovanni. And we don't see that battle at all, which admittedly oh. it would have taken two seconds, but still. And there's no interpersonal relationship happening here between our bigger scope villain. And our main characters, which is fine. It's just like nothing came of it after all these years. He's not Ash's father by way of Pokemon Live. Jo- just joking. <laughs> oh, they could have done a Star Wars thing. I am your father. We've been there, done that. Uh- <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait but, a minute. Not to derail too much real quick, but I just, I didn't even think about that. I didn't consider it. And this is the Team Rocket boss. And Ash, like, neither one, like, none of them say anything. Like, oh, you're the Giovanni, like, we've heard about. Like, nothing. Like, the twerps aren't, like, overly concerned with, like, Team Rocket at large. Like, they, it's not like they're they're not personally invested in that. But they should, like, make some sort of comment. Like, like you said, Alex, that's the boss. That's the guy. Yes. That's oh, the head guy in charge. Yeah. Oh, shit, things are real now. Or something. Nothing. He's made your life hell for 300 episodes now. This is the boss they're always talking about. We've seen him on Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Skype. Wow, they don't mention him at all. That is really disappointing. Okay, whatever. So Giovanni gets LVP and also because I guess he failed and got his mind wiped. Giovanni. I got a million quotes. Uh, I'll go with Brock's. He says, oh, Domino, what a beautiful name. So black and white, yet so playful. Please, let's find a quiet spot to line up and find out if we're a match. Ah. Uh, uh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, the dialogue was pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of quotes. There's, that was um, the best thing probably from this movie. Can I, I got more. out a couple other ones? Yeah, go for it, oh, Alex. Yeah. Okay, you probably, you, you got to pick up the ones I missed. Obviously, the I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Iconic, classic. Don't even need an explanation. 
the one from Ash when he, they're tasting the water, of course, and they're all like having a ex, like a orgasmic moment. And Ash is like, uh, he doesn't have any sort of reaction. He says, if you ask me, it kind of tastes like something's been swimming around in it. He's right. Yeah, gross. It's all full of fish piss and stuff. Or bug piss. Or bug piss. Yeah, really. All that sporge. And then, of course, the one from James and Team Rocket in general, because when Mewtwo encounters them, he makes some kind of off-the-cuff comment. He's like, this is like a sequel to a movie I missed. Classic. He got his mind wiped. That was cute. What am I missing, Austin? Any others? When Jessie is wetting her panties over Cullen, Meowth says, when it comes to romance, she's got a pretty vivid imagination. And James says, that's all she's got. Oh. (laughs) Talk about slick burn. Nobody roasts you like your friends. I got another Team Rocket quote. Jesse says, it's the boss. What do we do? And James says, if he sees us, he may do something drastic, like ask for our expense report. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I missed that one. There's one more from Mewtwo. I think it's towards the end. The world pushes us without mercy, and then some push back. The world points and cries. What that's is that? Deep. What is that? I think that's a Jacobism. No, I looked up Mewtwo quotes, and that's the first thing that popped up. That's not so. a Mewtwo quote. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> Somebody put that out there that it was. Okay. So. Points and cries. The internet said it was so. Points for the Maybe internet. I missed the movie somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Who would go on the internet and tell lies? That's from Smash Brothers. Is it really? No. <laughs> you had me believing it. Uh, I think that's probably... Any more quotes? That's all I... Nope. Got. That was all. Nope. Okay. Does anyone else have anything else to say? I mean, we tore this thing from limb to uh, pure water. No, I think we exhausted the the spring of information. Blew it up with a blowtorch with a butterfree. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get that stun spore out of your mouth. It's time to go. That was fun. What's up next week? That was fun, yeah. Hope it was worth the wait, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We've achieved our namesake at this point, so now we can finish the podcast forever. Now we can die in peace, okay. All right, next week, we are back to regular Johto filler episodes. It's the Apple Core and Houndoom Special Delivery. Ooh, is this an Apple episode? Oh, wait. Nope, it's a Pichu episode. Oh, well, I don't know. That might have the potential to be good, but who knows? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and close this out here. We would just like to say thanks for coming back to us, and thank you for listening. Please leave us five-star ratings. Apparently, you can rate anything now on the po- Apple Podcast. Spotify has it now, so give us five stars. Go ahead. Uh, we have an Instagram account that's ran by Alex. You can follow us there. What's the handle again, Alex? I don't even know because I've been horrible about updating it, so uh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I think it's just out of the drying pan, I think. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. I promise I'll do something. We also have a Twitter that's a lot more active. Or X. It's not that active. In fact, our Twitter got hacked. Did I mention that? Our Twitter got hacked? Yeah. No, it didn't. What? <laughs> yeah, because oh our password God. was friggin' weak sauce. Shush, shush, shush. The, the handle is out of drying pan. Okay, bye. Is it okay? Are yeah, we, it's fine. We're fine. We're still good. Gonna be, We're good. Okay. 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 Were we involved in okay. some sort of like multi-level marketing scheme out of the drying pan or something like? Uh, who knows? If anything weird happened, okay. it wasn't us. Outside of our normal weirdness, anyway. Maybe the third one will work. We do have a Patreon that's not been hacked. Okay, good. Not been hacked. Uh, you can go there, and we have different tiers for you to go for. If you want to support this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And uh, like I said, thank you all again for listening, and join us next time as this journey continues. 